It's a mean world out there. And it's a mean rage. Let's change the culture. Let's change the way we think about this world. Let's have a hell of a time doing it. Welcome to Mean Age Daydream, a home for comedy, a home for some politics, and a daydream of a world that doesn't suck. I'm Brian McWilliams. Welcome to this man world. Ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, shimsels, welcome to Mean Age Daydream. I am uh, here fresh off the Reno Libertarian National Convention. If you didn't hear, it was an absolute rout. Just uh, domination from back to front. Pretty much the Mises Caucus had every single person they wanted to get on the ballot and uh, in positions of power come through full slate. And Angela McArdle, big congrats to Angela. She won with something close to 70% of the vote as did everyone behind her. Uh, the only contentious one was kind of Josh Smith, but interesting time. Thank you to everybody that came up and talked to me out there and, and fans, new fans, old fans, paying fans, everybody. Awesome hanging out with all of you guys. You can tell my voice is a little scratchy still from talking and drinking and uh, and doing everything in that dry Reno air, but was an awesome, awesome time, guys. And uh, top of the show, I want to tell you guys that you know, I hope there's more perspective given to the Lions of Liberty Network after people there were talking and seeing me, seeing me on the floor, right? I'm there for Mises Caucus. I'm a member of the Mises Caucus. Now, if you guys out there aren't, uh, I know there might be some hard feelings, right? Because of the, uh, the takeover language and the way in which some people can interact. But I tell you, I think this is all for the best. I think this is the way forward for the party. I think it's the way forward for the liberty movement, not to say it's the only way forward. But I think if we're talking about party politics, we're talking about party messaging, trying to reach people and trying to do it on a, a, a grand scale, I'm hoping, I believe that the Mises Caucus has the way forward. So, Hopefully some of you out there are getting back on board with our show after uh, getting your nipples in a twist and you do decide to uh, to give a listen, to give a subscription, to give a subscribe, and also to, of course, join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or lionsofliberty.locals. Of course, I do my morning good morning fuckhead rants over there. I did one today, which you wouldn't believe, about a school district basically making it so black children do not have to come to school, do not have to behave in school, do not have to turn in assignments. I mean, just you shake your head. And of course, this is going to benefit the children somehow. This is going to benefit the kids that already have issues with coming to school, turning in assignments and uh, behaving. This is going to help them more by not having any sort of punishment attached to it, be that be that by punishment within uh, the boundaries of what schools could do for discipline, nor their grades. So anyway, again, check that out, guys, join the Patreon. And before we get into today's episode, which you're going to love, I had Reed Coverdale on, I had Clint from uh, Liberty Lockdown on, and I had Toad from Tower Gang on to talk about what's going on, not just with the uh, the event and the LNC, the, the what we experienced here. And as you'd imagine, it was a lot of autistic frustration, I'll tell you that. A lot of time wasting. Nick Sarwark uh, got in some tussle with somebody and police were called. And like, I think his bodyguard got thrown. It's just ridiculous. Um, but overall, it's still a great time. Had a, had a lot of good good fun conversations with Nick Gillespie at Reason and, uh, and also a drunken conversation with Brian Doherty, which was fun. I'm going to have Nick back on. But 
Before we get into the podcast, which is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick ad and a quick story about my air hockey battle with Robbie the Fire. So first things first, guys, you know we've got a sponsor on the show, which is an old sponsor back again, and that is... IP Vanish VPN. IP Vanish, one of the most trusted, one of the best rated VPNs on the market, guys. You guys don't get travelers following you around the internet. Don't get hangers on like Marty McFly on the back of the truck or the back of the car, skateboarding behind you, collecting all your data, looking at all your goodies, getting all your passwords. With IP Vanish, you can, with one click of a button, protect yourself from scammers, from hackers, from everything else. Of course, you can also hide your physical location. Decide and uh, obfuscates, obfuscates, there we go, obfuscates your IP as a location. So there are benefits to that. I'm not going to go into them specifically, but you know what I mean. Now, the other good thing about IP Vanish is that you can get 70% off by going to ipvanish.com forward slash lions and using promo code lions. Again, you can get 70% off a year subscription, basically dollars, couple couple bucks a month, super cheap pricing to get protection. Again, one touch of a button across all of your platforms, across all your systems, you know, your phone, your computer, your tablet, etc. Get on in there, guys. Protect yourselves, protect your loved ones. And make yourself a little bit of a ghosty ghost on the internet. Again, ipvanish.com forward slash lions. Use that promo code lions to get your big ass discount. Okay. Now, I'll tell you my little story here. So, Robbie the Fire and I, you know, we're hanging out. I went to the show. Uh, some of you might have heard, if you listen to the live part of the Problem Podcast, I asked a, uh, a very pertinent and hilarious, hilarious question. I'll let you go listen to that. I won't tell you what it is, but I will tell you that did not have any luck. Nobody came up to answer my call, <laughs> but went to the live part of the problem. That was a lot of fun. Got to connect with some uh, some great people there. Matt McKinley over at Burning Daylight. Uh, awesome guy. Great podcast, by the way. If you listen to Liberty and a guy that's literally podcasting sometimes from the back of a horse. And uh, his wife was telling me, I missed this episode, but there was one he was live potting from the horse and the horse bucked him off. <laughs> And he falls down on the podcast, <laughs> hits the ground. So check that out, Burning Daylight. But yeah, Matt McKinley saw him there. He hooked me up with a uh, with a nice pass for the show. Of course, saw my buddy Craig, saw my buddy Derek there, saw Zach there. A lot of great people in the movement hanging out at that show. And I uh, got myself good and hammered up. And then the next day, you know, I'm hungover, but Robbie... See him at the uh, the Mises Bash where Dave was speaking. Saw Ron Paul speak in person. That was awesome. Uh, Tom Woods was there. Still didn't meet ever meet Tom. It's so funny. I was, you know, never met Tom in person. He's too short. Can't see him. But uh, he was there. Maj Ture was there. Got to talk to Maj a bit. Zuby was there. Really, it's a, a murderer's row of speakers. But Robbie and I decided we got to go and get a grudge match on. Right. So we're drinking. We're going to play some air hockey, this table. I will say the first first round, I dominated seven to four. And then Robbie came on strong to come back from behind, beat me two games out of three. But the pucks at this uh, Nugget Casino in Reno were so light. You know, we're two big, strong men wailing at this puck. And it kept going airborne on us, flying up, hitting us in the goddamn fingers. And I didn't, I didn't realize how badly I'd hurt myself, but... The next morning, I wake up and I still, this is like three days now, my pinky joint is jacked. I don't know if I smashed it on the table. I don't know if the puck hit me right in the pinky joint, but it hurts. I'm worried I got a chip bone in there. 
And Robbie, I wailed a shot on him <laughs> that jumped up and instantly gave him this giant black and blue welt on the back of his knuckle. And uh, I hope it hurts like a bitch. I really, I hope it hurts him to the core. <laughs> anyway, that's it, fellows and ladies. I will uh, ease us into the episode here. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you give you some perspective on, uh, you know, because I haven't talked about the issue that Mark raised, criticism of Mises. So this is us talking about that as well as uh, the action on the ground in Reno. And I'll be back with some more general commentary on uh, culture liberty, comedy, and everything else that you love to hear me <sighs> vocally bang into your ear holes. All right, guys. Adios. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Might be a little echoey, a little weird because we're using a, uh, a room recorder that I was sitting directly behind. So my guests were more vocal, but whatever. Here you go. All right, we are here in the glorious Nugget Casino, uh, a casino with low ceilings uh, to match the low-hanging titties of the women that frequent the Nugget Casino. <laughs> I am here on this Mean Age Daydream special edition coming from the Libertarian National Convention with my peoples here. Toad, of course, you know him from the Tower Gang Podcast. We've got Clint from Liberty Lockdown and the Tower Gang Podcast. We've got Reed from the Nationalist Capitalist and... The Tower Gang podcast. <laughs> Unfortunate theme here. Yeah. But gentlemen, mm -hmm. we just sat through two days of inane idiocy, assholeness, <laughs> petulance, and probably flatulence. <laughs> what are your initial thoughts coming out of this uh, this grand event? Well, I think that Jose has a really good point about agorism after this. That's, <laughs> that's my primary takeaway. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, thr I'm thrilled with the outcome. I am floored at how dysfunctional the Libertarian Party was and is. Fucking unbelievable, man. But, uh... And, 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 and so, so you say floored with the outcome. So I want to make sure. So people out there, you know, they might know. So we are all in this room supporters of the Mises Caucus. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and yes. obviously, those who listen to the Lions Liberty Network, they know that the uh, the show's got some split views. It's split two, two to one, but in the split views on... Well, you know, efforts, not specifically against the Mises Caucus, but let's say efforts in the Libertarian Party sphere. Yep. But we are all supporters of Mises. All of us are voting delegates for Mises. And like you yep. said, the outcome was, I mean, like... A clean sweep. A straight-up <laughs> ass-stomping. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. In fact, I think, from what I was told, um, Angela's win for chair was the largest percentage victory in the history of the Libertarian. Damn, Party. really? That's what I was told. For chair. 69%. Percent. Nice. Hey! hey. Yeah. 69 and a half. That's, That's a 69 true. when somebody pees a little. <laughs> so I got to admit, yesterday I was not extremely uh, enthusiastic. About and was, this podcast. I yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that that still remains the same. But I mean, just <laughs> the Libertarian Party in general, I was heavily leaning toward uh, agorism being a, the good alternative. But today I've actually had a pretty good day. And I actually had fun. I, I thought today was entertaining. There were a couple of moments that kind of dragged along, but for the most part, it was it was a good time. Well, and a lot of it was thanks to the fact that I think uh, one of us must have fucked Whitney, the chair, uh, last night and given her COVID in, in or the something. Ear? Yeah, because now she's gone. Yeah, uh, it was me with my really tiny microphone. The entire Mises Caucus needs to write her a get well card and be like, hey, sorry we almost removed you yesterday. Hope you get well soon. <laughs> Signed, the Mises what, Caucus. Was she the lady that fainted yesterday? No, no. I don't know who fainted yesterday. No. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying. It's one of those things where, like, 
you know, somebody faints and they're, they're on the floor and they're like, God, I really want to see what's going on with that whole <laughs> thing, but I don't want to be a dick. Well, Dave you know? was that. Dave Smith was right there standing right over it, just watching the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> was he just mocking her straight to her face? Or, we say her because we're sexist. Well, it's because she was, was woman, she was 12 oh, okay. shots in, so this he was standing over her after he <laughs> I, I was, I was going to go there, too. I was, like, I was like, Dave was just trying to make sure that she wasn't the one that he fed the 12 shots to. <laughs> you know what's really weird is that, so we had this woman fainting, like, in the middle of the floor yesterday, or apparently fainting, losing balance, whatever was going on with her, some medical issue. A really similar thing happened to a woman on my flight from Denver to Reno. Uh, on so, the, so the common connector Wednesday. is that you're in two places drugging women. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. I roofied them both, and I never got to fuck either of them because it was in a public place. Mm. <laughs> By the way, Toad is cracking out the hard drinks right now. Mm. Just uh, Stop roofing yes, women in public. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you got to do that in private. That's the Bill Cosby yeah. rule. Yes, what I was going to say is that the common uh, thread there is... Maybe that they were both vaccinated. Mm. And we're seeing oh, more like and more the stand-up comedian chick. Remember that stand-up comedian yeah. chick that just fell over and like conked her head? It was hilarious. It was the best stand-up, or I, I guess you wouldn't call that stand-up because she <laughs> fell over, but it was the best thing. It was she, a good yeah. Can I talk briefly about the Mises Caucus bash last night? For sure. Okay, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah. And, and oh, as really. as someone who um, you know now gets to speak to <laughs> all of my heroes all the time on my show, to have that lineup. I have never, but not me. Never been invited on the uh, Liberty Lockdowns. Definitely. Whoa! Really? What? Really? Never? never. What the fuck? All right, my bad. <laughs> Even my though bad. your show was in his intro, he's yeah. never had you on. Well, I, no, I, I no, literally no. show you on every episode. How dare you? Ages ago, no, ages ago, he Clinton. I think you, you tweeted at me or, or messaged me on something. But then it was like it, it just got like lost in time, dude. My then, my whole life has been pretty disjointed for the past year and a half because it's just the, it's like kind of been an explosion. But anyways, yeah. um, that that entire event that speaking lineup was so powerful i yes. i don't well, know if hear, i let's run, let's run it down it was daniel uh, mcadams mcadams, McAdams. <coughs> maj Teray, yeah spike Z- Z- no not no, spike uh, Zuby. not in that order zuby yeah, scott horton scott horton scott horton was the mc so he didn't actually give dave like spoke speech. as well and then yeah, dave, dave smith, smith and then ron paul and tom great, woods. Great oh, oh and tom woods yeah and tom woods excuse me that's what the lineup is when you were like and some i don't know tom tim Tim Words? <laughs> Tim Words spoke. Tim, Weir, Tim Words was there, too. Uh, I have never been more pumped in my life about Liberty, and that is weird because I am fucking pumped all the time. And just to have that lineup, I, and I, what really stunned me is because I've, I've, ne- I've only heard Ron give a speech once, and that was at uh, Young Americans for Liberty. I wasn't anywhere near him. It, this was a much more intimate experience. And you fought the, them. And the, oh, I wish. <laughs> and, the, and the primary takeaway was that Maj Ture is a goddamn legend. And I, yeah, I yeah. am his, his, his willingness to challenge everybody in that room was so powerful. Yeah. Because we're like there as kind of a celebratory thing. And he's like, stop clapping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I really felt like it took, it took courage for him to say it. But he, you could just sense it's fucking completely real. It's completely from the heart. And he knows. He's like, half the people here are going to accept a bag and walk away from this fucking movement. And I was like, 100%, yo. 100%, man. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. And that's and it's interesting, too, right? He had said at one point, he's like, you know, the urban, you know, people in urban centers need to hear your message. You know, like, you know, black people, Hispanic people. And they do. And it's funny, though, because it's like you look around. And I think at one point, didn't he say, like, raise your hand for black? 
Yeah, he's, he's like, like two he's like, we got four guys. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like two people. So yeah. it's, it's true. One of them was Zumi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Which we paid to get here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, you, like they need to hear the message, right? And, that, and it's so hard to break through. But at the same time, it was an awkward moment. And then you look around, and it's like almost like, and I hate this concept but the white savior complex yeah where it's like i look at him like fuck man are do we all have white savior complex about libertarianism and now it's gonna like change people's lives like i believe it will yeah. but i it made me think even though he was asking for it like women that wear slutty clothing <laughs> <laughs> but even though he was asking for it uh it's still like gave me pause i was like fuck man, hey, man. well the slaves are asking for it by wearing black skin so oh, oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! You know this, that makes you want to use your real name on this podcast. Really put, really put your dick in the fucking dirt, man. My name's on this podcast. You can follow him at anarcho underscore toad and, and tell him how much of a piece of shit he is. <laughs> and he's the one. He's the sober one. I know. Horrible thing. He's got no excuses for that reason. God, damn, Speaking of black libertarians, the rock-headed idiot, whatever his name is, black uh, mutualist. yeah, black mutualist, that guy. Uh, I, you know, he talks mad shit on Twitter, and then you meet him in real life, and he's like super friendly and like, hey, and it's because oh, he's that, like, is that to do with like the little uh, the beads, right? Yeah, it's because he's like, oh, that, I didn't realize that was. The, it's because like, he's like four reason. foot seven and a hundred pounds. Yeah, it's like, right. oh, okay, I see why I, you talk mad. I got, I have a different experience with him. I got to give him credit. He came up and kind of fronted on me, not today, uh, but when I was in Orlando. Did you guys dance battle. I wish. See, I think I would, he I would rap battle. I, there, there's a possibility that he's the guy that got my twenty thousand follower account nuked. Oh, like, remember? How yeah, we, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So true. you know, what was what one of those that you tweeting at you with insults? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. See, it wasn't me tweeting at myself. It was some other guy pretending to be Us. our offspring. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Reed threatened a, a parody account of. Myself and him, and right, yeah. and then someone used that as an opportunity to report Reed and got his account nuked, and it's fucked yeah, up. That was fucking bonkers. I don't, I don't want to assume that it's him. I think it probably was, but I don't know. Uh, anyways, he comes up to me, and he, he doesn't and, want to assume, but he's going to. But, but, I, but, I, but I think it probably was. Anyways, he comes up to me at, at uh, Yell Revolution. And he's like, "Why'd you block me, man? Why'd you block me?" I was like, "Because of how you're talking to me right now. Like that's why I blocked you. <laughs> Obviously, like uh, why? Why would I not?" Um, but anyways, point being. He wasn't friendly to me, so I mean, he did say it with a smile, and he definitely wasn't like trying to fight. But he's he's a special guy. He's a special guy. He's a special little critter. So I'm from a weird party in Utah that had like none of this division. Like no, the, I mean, we were mostly Mises, and then the three or four other people just didn't care. But what was it like for each of you guys? Did you have any bitch fuck cucks well, in your caucus, or I'm in I mean, the, in your uh, in our your state, like, California's so yeah. huge. It's, it's Bitch, fuck, cucks, you know, 33%. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it. But it's still mostly Mises. Yeah. Angela, because Angela, I mean, she's running for chair, but she's also been our yeah. chick. You know, like, yeah. she's yeah. she's the one that's run all the shit. They all know her. We know her. So it's it's easier for us to get through. Right. You know? Right. Fl- Florida had, like, 15% people that were Mises detractors. So not, not many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any negative interactions with any of them. They were all very friendly. I honestly like it was the state behind me at the the table. I don't. I didn't even look at which state it was, but they were always voting the opposite direction of what we were. So like I knew right away, like okay, this state is enemy territory. Yeah, Texas <clears throat> probably. No, it wasn't no. Texas. It was a different state. But the, Why is Texas anti-music. <clears throat> the only thing I concluded with it was uh, uh, oh, I I learned a lot about Texas because I I gave my first live speech in Texas and it was. Uh, it was a great experience, but there is a ton of ton of detractors in yeah, Texas. It, a ton. It, has, it has something to do with I don't know, like the 
inability to coordinate across that large a state or with how the state is divided up. I don't it know. Does, exactly I mean, that doesn't make is, any fucking sense, though, right? And it's it shouldn't be about coordination. If it's the message, it's either okay. People in the in Texas don't like the message, right. and what do you like? Woke ass bullshit. You're supposed you know, you're fucking Texas. You're supposed to be one of the biggest. You know, free rights. Get the fuck out of my face. No, We've no. got guns. You know, mm. consistent messaging, yep. motherfuckers. And you're gonna you know roll over like bitches yep. and be like. Oh, What's interesting about uh, the split in the Libertarian Party seems to almost be like the opposite of what the state is like, or like what you would think it would be. Like some of the heaviest, like Mises delegations, as far as like how many of the Libertarian Party are Mises, you find like the largest percentage of Mises in like Connecticut and now in my yeah. state in Massachusetts. It's a Florida reaction too. against the flagrant tyranny. Yeah, and then you have like Texas is terrible. Uh, uh, Mississippi is terrible, but Florida, but Florida is great. So I, yeah. it's not, it's not just on no, tyranny lines. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of sporadic. I don't really. Yeah, know. it just seems like that. But yeah, in Massachusetts, which is where I am, we had a unique situation where we became like the third state where there was like an attempted takeover, yeah, or yeah. illegal action uh, taken by the regime wing of the party. Let's say where after the attempted coup in New Hampshire, and then a similar thing in Delaware. We had a similar thing happen where uh, I don't remember what this petition was for because I wasn't actually active in the party yet at that point, but 47 members were Mises or at least Mises friendly all signed some sort of petition and the regime... Well, just checking his text messages because this story is going on too long. Oh, yeah. sorry. The regime, uh, like LPMA people decided... He hasn't even started talking about his toilet and his two-way <laughs> oh, mirror oh, or whatever. Oh, I've got to talk about our yeah, diarrhea stories of Reno. So <laughs> you they, need to talk about that. That's funny. So they illegally that. kicked out just, 47 just, members. Just, yeah. hey, and then <clears throat> what happened was the, the membership that they kicked out, yeah. we were more people than they were, than they had remaining. So we formed... Our own LP, <laughs> and we basically, yeah, we had more numbers. We had higher numbers, more uh, delegates. We had our own convention, and then like a, a week later, John <coughs> texted me and was like, "Yeah, you guys are the recognized yeah. Libertarian Party of Massachusetts now." And some of the people in the other part, the other party, just quit or moved to different states or became delegates of different states, different <laughs> states that allow. Out of state people, so we just became the. Let me ask you that. The LPMA, so we're all Mises, pretty much. You hit somebody that these. Here's what I don't get, right? These people, they're in the party, right? They, they've been in the party for for years, and they're you know, okay, you know how parties work. Things yeah. change, people change. You know, to leave, to pack up your shit and go home, right, is the most cowardly, pussy ass move I can think of, right? Okay, right. you're gonna fight for it. So instead of fighting for what you believe in, your answer is instead to just quit. I, right. I I understand that sentiment, but at the same time, as someone who witnessed the Libertarian Party fall apart over the past fifteen years or decade or whatever it was been, and I mean, seeing all I mean, the ro- good, what was that? <laughs> I mean, well, good. Yeah, no, 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 but God, no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying the opposite argument. I'm saying okay. I'm saying the Ron Paul Revolution also left the Libertarian Party when the you know quote unquote loser brigade took over. So yeah. like it goes both ways. I think I think mm-hmm. it's like this was just the inflection point where it got to be. The tyranny in this country was so egregious, mm-hmm. and simultaneously the Libertarian Party was so bad that people like us all decided simultaneously and independently that we were going to get involved. So, like, I feel Clint's like making a great uh, accelerationist argument, which I always make. You know, like I'm always glad when the tyranny reaches its maximum possible um, 
strength without like completely destroying everything because then people suddenly start to care about stuff yeah. like this is my argument for joe biden over trump because while trump was president he had so many people who were just like oh yeah he's locking up the pedophiles he's draining the swamp he's saving the economy yeah. and it's yeah. just like jesus christ what about in the queue yeah you're like none of that's <laughs> happening actually <laughs> and then you get this fucking you know he's not even a sep- well now he's 80 something and he's fucking retarded and he can't remember anything and everyone's like oh my god what's going on it's like the same shit that was happening in 2020, it's just a different president. So, yeah, I, I made the other argument that I didn't want Trump to preside over his shitty policies coming to roost with the inflation and the economic decline. Yeah. So, like, even though I don't like Republicans, I would still rather a Democrat who espouses socialist policies preside over the downfall of sure. our economy, you yeah. know? So, because yeah. it benefits me. Well, it's interesting. So, we're talking about like the accelerist notion, right? Because I used to talk about this on, on the show, it, even the cancel culture. I was like, I'm rooting for cancel culture as hard yeah. as I can. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's shit, which it is, but I'm rooting for it because I want people that everyday, everyday Joe and Jane, you know, fuckball care about to get canceled. I want their neighbors to be canceled. Yes. I want yeah. their moms to be canceled. So they go, fuck. This is crazy. <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's what that's what COVID. COVID was the greatest gift to us, right? Like, like coming out of this yeah. shit. We have not only, we've got this movement coming in, it's like coherent messaging, coming in, fucking laser focused, keeping shit accurate, and we're coming out and messaging, you know, like Dave Smith, we were talking earlier tonight about this, how we're conveying this idea of like, this is a powerful movement that's taken over, it's going to make shit different. And people on the outside may actually take a look at the Libertarian Party and be like, you know what, it's time. Yeah, I mean, if if not now, if not now, when are we going to have a better chance? Yeah, when, whenever. I mean, I I think the only other potential better chance was twenty twenty, but that was kind of too early. You know, like Mm -hmm. all of us in this room were already radicalized by the lockdowns at that point. But I think two years from now, it'll really be like okay, we all understand that the lockdowns were pointless. We all understand that the mass mandates were pointless. Like, just go down the list of insane tyrannical policies that didn't help at all and actually destroyed civilization as we know it and then hopefully god willing dave smith will be on the biggest platforms on earth spitting the fucking crazy fire that he always does and we can get a bigger revolution than we ever had with ron yeah and i also want to add to that that like 2022 is still too early i think like i think it's great that we're we took over the messaging now but I think the inevitability of 2022 is the Republicans taking the House again sure. and then yeah. doing yeah. absolutely nothing for the next year yeah. and a half. That's a good point. So everyone hates the Democrats right now, and they're like, even though a lot of this is still the Republicans' fault for passing everything in 2020, most yeah, of this inflation is still from Trump. In yeah. their minds, it's all Biden. So the Republicans are going to take over everything again in November, yeah. and nothing is going to get better. Yeah. And then people will be like, okay, fuck it. What the hell? Yeah. And then it's our perfect opportunity to be like, you know what? Both of these parties have fucked you over yeah. the last decades, but especially the last couple of years. You know, try something else. So. Right. So yeah. So and it wasn't just. Uh, it's not just that we see Biden is in there now and he's going to get blamed for a lot of this. But the Democrats were definitely the lockdown party. So that's going to have yeah. to do with what I think is going to be this red wave, basically in twenty twenty two, because the Republicans have kind of poised themselves as we are the party that isn't 
the lockdown party. Right. Then we're the stop the fentanyl right. flowing over the border party. <laughs> yeah. Then well, another uh, another war that they're now, losing. But, yeah. yeah. Well, if they had actually stopped it, they would have saved George Floyd. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then the uh, yeah, what they're going to see maybe I think hopefully in, by twenty twenty four is that the Republicans have now been in there and they haven't fixed anything either. They haven't done shit. Everything is still bad, and now you know that's that could be the libertarian moment. Now that we ha- have taken control of the messaging, we have maybe Dave Smith is the guy that's delivering that messaging on the largest platforms. And, and, and Dave, Dave made that maybe point. Maybe. Yeah, Dave, Dave made that point last night that that the reason the Ron Paul revolution took root was because of the economic turmoil that we were experiencing, and the libertarians were the only ones with an actual right. answer yeah. and an explanation as to why. Um, and we will now, in my opinion, we will have that same opportunity, unfortunately, going into the next presidential yeah. election. Also, because, for, forget right. like how awful Joe Jorgensen was as a messenger. Imagine if she had somehow and become... Speaker. Yeah, oh, just forget all of it. But, but imagine and if somehow... If, <laughs> imagine if somehow she had become president in 2020, oh, and then we no. had all this massive inflation and everything, like... All of this would be blamed on the libertarians. Yeah, you know, that so, like, so that's a really good point, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we had managed to work our way in there, we'd be fucked. But yeah. you know what, dude? Reed, you hit on something that that um, I like, and I, I've used this argument, right? Saying, you know, I live in LA, obviously, it's you know, hyper progressive bullshit. But the most success I've had with an argument with people is try something different, right. and I'm making the point that, like, you know, with all these progressive messaging or GOP messaging and what they've done in policy matters. The simple concept of pointing out that nobody's tried everything different in politics for 70 years, 80 years, whatever it might be, it actually resonates with people more than you'd ever think. Yeah. Because it's simple. It's not something you have to think about. It's not something you have to deliver. You don't have to give them policy points or statistics. You just go, we were doing the same shit, and you see the results. They're garbage. Don't you want to try something different? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and the thing is, like, I mean, we are in an echo chamber where we hear constant critics of the Libertarian Party because they've been involved with the Libertarian Party or been around it for, like, decades. So they're just fucking completely fed up with it, and they're fed up with the ideas of libertarianism and and libertarians in general, where almost everyone I talk to has not had that history. So they don't realize... They don't know about the bitch fuck cucks or the stupid messaging. So they just hear, oh, other party? Oh, freedom? Oh, other ideas? And they're open to it. Like, they want to hear it. So we're so used to these critics because they've rightly been disenfranchised over the last few decades where most people don't know any of this shit. Like, you know, they just don't know anything about it. So it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, that's why it's probably good that uh, the Libertarian Party hasn't really gotten that much exposure. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, like these regimes. It's our saving grace. Bitch, fuck, cuck type of people have been uh, in power in the party, basically. So nobody really knows about that. So then if the Libertarian Party gets really big while, like, the Mises people are in power in the party... Then that would become the messaging that's associated with libertarianism. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and it's actual libertarianism. Can that's the goal here. Can you imagine if Gary Johnson and Bill Willard actually got in? How awful! I mean, I I don't know what you guys thought about Gary Johnson. I still voted for him just to vote for him. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure I, out what, what in a level is. I don't know. I didn't. I, in 2016, <laughs> I couldn't do it. 
And I, 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 you, you want Trump? I have to. No, no. Uh, I wrote in Ron Paul. Okay, well, that's a good Based. way to go. I have to fully admit that I didn't know anything about Bill Weld except for what I saw when he was with Gary Johnson, and I thought, like, wow, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. Well, and then it was Harrison. Yeah, guy. I just didn't realize how awful he was until later. It's like, and it's then like I, you're in a fuck contest with a virgin and you had <laughs> sex twice. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Look at this guy, <laughs> not crying. Look at this <laughs> dick slinger. <laughs> Watch this. I'm gonna take my pants off before coming. <laughs> Um, yeah, it just, I mean, they were so fucking confident. And this is like, <laughs> talking about Jim Jorg. The Jim Toad's Joe. over here, like, trying to understand that joke. He's like, what? <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't know. The ladies love it when the cover dribbles down the inside of your, uh, your pant leg. <laughs> I do a dance with it. It's called puppetry. Well, um, yeah, I don't understand that, though, because I masturbate 32 times a day, basically, <laughs> so, so I'm always shooting blanks. <laughs> you know, okay, so let's go off the rest. But this is what it should be, because, you know, there shouldn't be all politics. Uh, and we'll get to the diarrhea stories, but yeah, have you guys ever, when you're hungover... Or sick, do you not jerk off, or are you like it's time to jerk off a lot? I oh. have a, I have an interesting issue with that actually, <laughs> um, where <laughs> I, I like that you, you phrase it as an issue. No, I do. I have an issue. With it. <laughs> this is a very no. This is this is poignant and it hits close to home. As someone who has drank far too much for far too many years, uh, which I basically have stopped at this point. I drink like once a month, but I will like I can't fall asleep. Unless, like, if I'm hungover, I cannot fall asleep. I can't. Uh, so, I end up jerking off to fall asleep. And then once I sleep, I'm but good. dehydrated. I can attest yeah. to this. He <laughs> stayed over at my place <laughs> a couple times. Just Although the weird thing was, instead of uh, just jerking himself <laughs> off, he asked me to do it, and that's how the relationship got started. Oh, but, that's uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah, Is that what you grew the beard in? He came on your cheeks too many times, like, yeah, exactly. I have to hide the shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just have the mustache anymore. He's got a cum beard. Because <laughs> well, he's still with Clint, and now Clint comes in his beard, so then it's even harder to like, get rid of the Well, I can kind of lick it up all day long. It dries <laughs> up, yeah. Oh, my well, God. And by the way, it's a good time to, to promote our sponsor for the show, Cum Combs. <laughs> the combs for your beard to come out all of your oh, Ladies, we've got cum combs for women. Uh, Cumcombs.com and use promo code LIONS for 20%. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, by, by the way, I, take, uh, I agree with Clint that uh, yes, when I'm sick, I do jerk off. And but you I, do it all the time. So. Well, yeah. I'm jerking off right now. Don't we I all? Mean, that, so. By the way, Odie told me something mind blowing. I don't know. I'm supposed to be telling this story, but whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, there's no turning back now. Odie, load blowing. Oh, we were we were doing uh, the boring podcast, which is like the comedy podcast we do. Mm-hmm. And well, he said on the boring podcast, but I was talking to him. He's like, "Oh, I haven't jerked off in like uh, five years." I know Dave Smith doesn't jerk off either. What? And I'm like, no. "That's fine." I, that's no, fine. no, 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 no. Dave, Dave said that he doesn't watch porn anymore. He never said he doesn't. Oh, jerk is that off. what it is? He doesn't yeah. watch porn? Okay, because Odie says he doesn't jerk off. I, I don't know, believe but, that. No, wait, but wait. Clint, what, like, what's the line about jerking off? Which one? It's How great. do women do it? Oh, they jerk off. They jerk off dicks like they're unruly ferrets. It's, it's true. Women don't know how to jerk off a dick. It's, and I don't even blame them. They shouldn't know how. They shouldn't. Uh, they should. Uh, if you're, uh, yeah. If you're, if you get with a girl and she's like, and she's like a pro with it, you're like, girl. oh my god, you worked at the well, massage parlor. Or she was like a Christian. Uh, that's know, why it's safer. Just she probably just jerked off and took fair. it in the ass. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Know, yeah. my, my Which is a bait and switch my wife did to me, by the way. <laughs> 
It's the poop hole loophole. You've seen that video, right? No, no it's the poop no. hole loophole. You've never seen Fuck no. me in the ass because I love Jesus? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. I know the loop. Oh, I thought you were going to say the bait and switch. No, no, no. My wife bait and switch me. I won't go into the details because she would not be happy with me. <laughs> she, she was like, you can only fuck me in my she ass. She promised me many things. And then none of these things, you know, she's like, oh, well, let's do, we'll do that every week. And oh, I once you get her. married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then guess what? No penises in butts. My my ex used to not say the females. same thing, but I was smart enough not to marry her. So the trick to getting a good hand job is actually having a really small penis, so that it's like rubbing a clit instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when I do it to Clint, if I'm facing him, like I get the rhythm wrong. So what I got to do is get behind him and reach <laughs> under his legs, Ooh. and then it's basically like doing it to myself. So, so. Does, he have, does he have little balls? Well, no, no, I don't. Really long fingers. <laughs> I have. Tremendous balls. Yeah. He's like all, all ball. ball. I'm yeah, all like, ball. <laughs> I'm an all ball guy. I'm balled it with all balls. That's, that's not, not a good look. Uh, the, the masturbation while sick, I will just say quickly, it. I do it because it clears your sinuses. Oh, that's what? weird. <laughs> what? That's not a thing. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Absolutely. Where, where are you sinuses? coming? <laughs> are you coming in your nose? <laughs> he's like, he's like ah, I feel better. No, no. No, I come out of my nose. That's oh. why it works so yeah, it's like, it's like, once, it's it's like once again, you cough milk up. <laughs> That's once why again. he used to do the Amish beard, oh, you know, because it would come out his nose onto his mustache. Yeah. So. What's that? Uh, what's the name of that maneuver where you, uh, a chick's blowing you and you, like, try to come, like, so deep. Oh, the angry dragon. Up. Yeah, the angry dragon. Yeah, the angry it comes dragon. out her oh. nose, yeah. I've done that before. I didn't know there was a term for it. The angry dragon. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go one. I, uh, no, I'm not going to tell the story. I'll tell the diarrhea story instead. Please. Let's hear I can't it. Get too much no, so we're in Reno. I, I didn't say this. We're in Reno for the convention. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the night is young. We'll see what happens. But one time I came to Reno for a work trip. And I was for these air races where they race these airplanes around in, like, these giant, uh, you know, like, open fields. But they're, like, super fast planes. Kind of like fighter planes, right? Mm-hmm. But not like jet power, but, like, biplane power. But they're, like, racing them on the ground? No, no. They race, they race them in the air. Okay. So I was there at this event, and you know, we were with a client, and we're hanging out. We go for a steak dinner, and you know, I'm, I'm having fun. And I go home, and I'm like, damn, fucking guts. And I had some diarrhea, shitting, shitting, shitting. You know, the steak was too rare, shitting. And I'm like, but at the same time, Rico, who's been on the show a million times, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, when I go out of town, I, he's like, I don't mind going to strip clubs by myself. It's fun. And I'd never gone to a strip club by myself. <laughs> so I'm like, god damn it, I'm here alone. I don't have my, and I had my girlfriend at the time, it was a Chinese broad. And I'm like, I'm out of town. I've got this Chinese weight around my goddamn neck. This Yi Jin pinging on my neck. So I'm like, I'm going to the strip club. I don't give a shit. So I'm crapping. I'm like, God damn it, I'm just going to go. I'm, I, I've shit it all out. And I get in the taxi, and sure as fuck, halfway through the taxi, I'm like, I got a diet. <laughs> so the first day, I walk in the strip club, go straight to the bathroom. You know, it's like, what's up, bouncer? And, uh, you know, guy that does, gives you mints. And I'm like, I got a diarrhea. So I go in there. Blow out my asshole, wipe, come out, right? Get a drink, sit down, immediately like, nope, going back. This happened about four times. Can we can we talk about the low pay for the guys that have to stand there and smell dude shits all night? Just to hand out mints. What a terrible job. Sorry. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> but they're also extorting you. They're like, you feel That's bad. True. That's around. true. That's true. I didn't ask you to be here, guy. I don't, yeah. I don't need you. Like, literally, I don't want you here. It, I don't, you know, it bothers me that you exist. <laughs> any, what, yeah. what, who started the concept? Did anybody, has anybody ever walked out and been like, you know what I would love? A man listening to me shit. 
shit. That's gonna give me a mint. <laughs> I, I know. I know the answer to this. What's uh, the fucking What's the fucking Shark Tank pitch for that that Mark Cuban bought? <laughs> <laughs> the, the person who started uh, the concept of the men's room attendant, I believe, is a gay guy because you get to stand there and just look at dudes' schlongs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. wait, wait. There's more to this. Story. Ugh. So <laughs> you know, diarrhea like eight times, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm still going into the, to get a lap dance. I've I've come wow. this far. Wow. So I go in, That's and, and I find you know one, one real hot chick, and, uh, <laughs> and you know you always think they're into you because you know been a retarded. So I'm sitting there, and you know she's dancing and and, and uh, getting down on me, and she goes, you know, like they'll do the thing they get down real low, and she's like licking, you know, down the belly stuff, and then she gets down, down, you know, where the wang and the butthole are, and I was like, <laughs> you stay alone, chick, come give me a hug. there. And then she bit me hard as fuck on my chest. <laughs> bit me on my peck hard enough that I had a giant bite mark to explain to my girlfriend when I got home. <laughs> wow. Isn't that stripper 101? So you didn't just say there was some vagrant in Reno who attacked you? <laughs> I should have. You know, where where were you 12 years ago? And, <laughs> and this is why the Mises Caucus will be making sure that we criminalize <laughs> sex work. No, this this really? is interesting. Hell no! <laughs> By the way, just in case no one's heard, that was the platform plank that we successfully removed today along with personal liberty because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is interesting because uh, Brian and I now, I guess, have multiple things in common. We've not that only, is not awful. Only, that does not speak well for me. Not, not, not <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever he's about to be, whatever he's about to say, you're going to be embarrassed. Go ahead. <laughs> not, not only, well, he's already told the story. Not only have we both had diarrhea in Reno, but we have both uh, been bitten in the chest by a stripper. Really? No shit. Who bit your titties? And how, what's the story behind it? It was just a um, random, or was it a tiny nibble or like a big, I this was, chick bit me like an apple. I was at a, a bachelor party uh, in Providence. Rhode Island, and uh, this was a particularly aggressive stripper, and I believe it was like my third lap dance of the night or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I was drunk. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just keep getting lap dances. Different girl each time. That's how it happens. This is, you know, you get later in the night, you get drunker, and like the chicks start, you think they're still hot, but they're actually uglier as the night goes on. It's some uglier, a little bit larger chick. So, I don't know. I, I I guess to compensate for that, she was... Giving the more aggressive lap dance. She's like, I know I'm ugly, but guess what? I'm also a cannibal. Yeah. Uh, she bit my nipples and my cock. Oh. Sweet. Wow. Which one felt better? Uh, the <laughs> she nipple. Bit, she bit his cock and he immediately sneezes cum on her head. <laughs> the nipple felt better. Hey, I, I have a question for you guys. Since this guy will never, this queef will never debate me, uh, Mr. Aaron Ross Powell oh, says, the Mises, the Mises Caucus isn't libertarian, but is instead a right-wing, nationalist, xenophobic, reactionary, fascist, fascist, or fascism-adjacent movement that they're taking over the Libertarian Party means that the LP is no longer a Libertarian Wait, Party. Wait, we need to hear those adjectives one at a time again. Okay. Let's go. Let's evaluate each adjective. One okay, at a time. here we go. Here we go. It isn't libertarian, but I won't. I'll go to yeah. the actual adjectives. Here we go. Right wing. Okay, that's not completely unfair. I mean, it's right wing if yeah. you like go it depends by, on your perspective. Yeah, by the exactly. liberty versus Everything, totalitarian. Right wing. Yeah. 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 Uh, nationalist. And I'd say it's pretty unfair. Yeah. yeah. Xenophobic. Which means I don't know something. Gay. We don't like other. They were by the way. By the way, they were, <laughs> every culture was represented there. I was actually impressed, and there were a lot of women there. 
Yeah, we had the, we Mises, had the Mises event had a, we a had two black people and a woman at the Mises Bash. That's like pretty good for a libertarian. <laughs> there were many women there, and some of them were attractive. There well, was I, I mean, speaking women. like uh, we had yeah, Angela yeah. McArdle and yeah. Zuby and Maj. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I took three pictures with people at the Mises Bash last night, and they were all with black men, actually. So. And then Daniel McAdams, he lived in That's I forget what them. country, yeah. but somewhere in Eastern Europe, so he's sort of a foreigner, you know. So like to say we're xenophobic is ridiculous. You know. All right, next. Uh, next keep, adjective. Keep adjectives. Uh, reactionary. I don't actually fight this one because I am. I am yeah. definitely reacting to the lockdowns. That's like, what that, the entire caucus is reacting to and, and the, the horrible yes. messaging of the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Re- reactionary isn't a very good adjective as far as like being a a, a, a detractor. You know, because right. like, everything's reactionary. Re- well, yeah. reactionary, reactionary assumes that you are falling away from your, from your principles. I think I'm just embracing them harder than yeah. I ever yeah. have. Exactly. Yeah, if you so, stop That's me a from form of you, being or... reactionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop being so reactionary, man. Why'd you stop me from killing you? Yeah, well, like, I'm, react I'm reacting to the lockdowns. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you're a fucking lunatic if you aren't. Then he says, fascist slash fascism adjacent. Just movement. fascism adjacent. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? What? I don't, I don't Do they even know what fascism is? Because no. we were literally no, just forced to inject ourselves. I don't know if this is going to be on somewhere where we're not allowed to say it. With a substance against our will that was completely inefficacious against the virus that we were trying to hide from. Yeah, right. So fascism, private business, government mandating a product that goes in your body. Do they know that we oppose that? And how are we fascists for opposing? I don't understand that no. description. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're opposing medical fascism. And yeah. So how are we? We're, so we're fascist adjacent by opposing yeah. medical fascism by, by uh, opposing <laughs> actual fascism. But okay. fascism is when podcast with Nick Fuentes, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next one. But of course, is Daisy Fuentes's brother? If anybody remembers her, it's an old reference. Never mind. Uh, that's it. That's actually it. He, then he says that they're taking over the Libertarian Party means that the LP is no longer a Libertarian Party. To which I say, uh, fuck your mother. Yeah. Well, I, like, I like you call him out. Like, come come debate. Right? I want I to. I tweet out. Like, yeah, come, come debate me on the show then. Don't just tweet this, this bullshit out. He, and then not, and you're too cowardly to back it up with anything. It's fun. To, yeah. Let's, let's post some shit on Twitter. And people will like it because they don't like specific things about the Mises Caucus, which I think are all unfounded and unfair. I Except for maybe that you could say that the Mises Caucus people, some of them, can rub people the wrong way. We lack decorum. Language. We lack, lack decorum. decorum. But yeah, we do. what the fuck is this shit? That's Does not this de- not lack of decorum? That's not yeah, very decorum-y. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's like, decorum adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only good criticisms of the Mises Caucus, I think, come from other libertarians. So Yeah. Actually, and I, and they, I'm not they, saying Mark Claire's right about everything. <laughs> well, no, no, no. In the end, he's can not. we get into that? I would like to hear your opinion on his take. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just fucking do it, man. I and mean, he did a whole show about it. So why should I not do a show talking about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. I think it's fair. Yeah. I, and can I can I give my yeah my yeah, opening rejoinder? You guys you give give your takes. I'll give my take. Um, and go and around the table. End with him. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. That, I, I like think that. so. Clint, will, Clint, it'll go. Clint, Reed, Toad, and then all right. Well, and then I still have to do the diarrhea. Story. I'm gonna have to drink. Oh, yeah, it's not as good as yours. It's a good diarrhea. It's interesting. I think. I thought it paired with the prostitute button. Your dick and your nipple. I thought you'd like shit yourself. Anyways, we'll get to that story. Um, She's like, so, I should have bitten your asshole closed. <laughs> I think I think the thing that I, I don't understand most, and maybe one of you guys can elaborate and I'll sound like an idiot afterwards, but I don't understand this this accusation that like you if you can't if you're not completely autonomous, you shouldn't be spending any time on the Libertarian Party. Which to me, I've always looked at it as well, first off, 
like the whole reason I'm involved with politics is because I try to keep my head down and try to become financially free and basically did everything that they're talking about. And the government still fucked with me. So like I am now seeking some level of political power, which they would say, if you're going to seek political power, only seek GOP power. Like that's the only one because it's the only legitimate one, blah, blah, blah. To which I say, obviously the GOP didn't protect me during this period. So what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. So like I have an automatic and immediate rejoinder. Simultaneously, I don't understand their proclamation that you shouldn't be involved with politics as if as if we are like this only capable of one thing. Yeah. You know, like as if my entire life is dedicated to this this one pursuit of modifying the LP. And at the same time, I also agree with everything that they're saying. Make sure that you become more financially free. Make sure that you, your employment is, uh, you know, more self-employed, more autonomous, like where you more more steady. Like I agree with every point they're making, but why is that not just a addition mm-hmm. to? Let's see if we can get Dave Smith to be the fucking next president of the United States. Like, why why can't we do both? And I don't understand it. So I don't know. I'll stop there. Yeah, I agree with everything Clint said. On top of that, I will say the one thing that I thought he made a good point about was making libertarianism your identity. Yeah, so sure. Yep. I don't think this is true with just libertarianism. Like, if you are, uh, I mean, you if you're going to place your entire identity around something, make sure it's something worth placing your identity on. So if it's your family, I mean, if your family dies in a car accident and then your identity is destroyed... That was probably an investment worth making because it's a family. But if it's a political party or, you know, bingo or horseshoes or whatever, like if that's just what you place your identity on, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But, yeah, everything else, um, I I mean, in my opinion, I know a lot of the post-libertarian guys, and it's not like they're the gold standard of getting your life in order before you tell other people like and you know shots fired <laughs> i mean i grew up going to church and you know um one of the things that the bible says is take the log out of your own eye before you remove the, the speck from your neighbors and i think that's mostly true like if you're going to tell other people how to live you should sort of have your life together first but at the same time like trying to be perfect before you get involved in any sort of movement is just stupid and, you know, people would... It, it basically means that no young people can be involved. Yeah. Because none of them are financially free. Right. Right. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. hold it. Yeah, I'd say I, I have a, a comment on that as well, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. wait till the end. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's good to have a movement to encourage people to better themselves. The idea that you have to be perfect before you become part of it is just it is stupid, but I'll pass it to Toad. Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you guys are saying, probably everything, uh... Sort of along the same Just lines. Just gayer. Yeah, right? no. <laughs> no. I agree, but right. I wish you guys were naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, guys, our sponsor, cumcombs.com. <laughs> we, we, are, we are naked. Well, this is a tower gangbang. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to rape you later. We, uh, oh, shit. That's that's not what I was expecting. That's the whole reason that we're doing this. This is not even recording right now. It's oh, not even on. Those, <laughs> those lights you see, those are actually just stickers. Oh, shit. That's now, the NSA spying. <laughs> now, obviously, yes, I agree with uh, bettering yourself, but I think that's just a constant process like throughout your entire life. Like There are right. obviously things you can always improve, and I don't think that uh, the things that Mark is saying are incompatible with what we're doing with the Libertarian Party at the same time. All those Or with Tower are, Gang. Like. Right. All of these things. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. of these all of We these definitely things, need to better ourselves. <laughs> all of these things uh, uh, all of these things can coexist. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So 
Sounds just, very postmodernist of you, Toad. Uh, yeah, I just I, don't understand yet. Exactly. I have the bumper sticker. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really understand why. Yeah, each like side of this, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess, is really like saying that the other side is wrong when maybe it's fine to be doing either of those things. I, I'm I'm so glad you said that. Can I add one caveat before you? Did? Yeah. I love their message when it comes to improving yourself. Right. I love it because that's the same thing that I preach. I like that's probably the biggest aspect of Liberty Lockdown is that I'm talking about financial freedom and the fact that we have a uh, a differentiator that is so unusual and that we should be capitalizing on it and that we should actually be financially free because we have you know one percent knowledge when it comes to the Federal Reserve and the manipulation of markets and everything else and it drives me crazy that I don't see more wealthy libertarians. So like I agree with everything that they're espousing except for when it comes to. You guys are all on the wrong path. You're, you're leading young men astray, and it's dangerous. Like, I got I to gotta add to that just before. So it's so ironic to think that a <clears throat> party is so irrelevant that you have to spend all of your time talking about said irrelevant party. Like, I mean, people know who we are, right? They think we're dumb, but people know about the Libertarian Party. They don't know about post-Libertarians or about... You know the GOP Mises caucus yeah. or whatever. Like they don't know right. about it. Right. So or to like just ignore us and you know talk to your supposed audience that you have that's so much bigger than ours. Like just forget about us if we're so irrelevant and so stupid and wasting our time. Don't fucking spend all your time talking about us. Right. Like I, I don't understand. Right. That that, that so, is kind of hypocritical. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that it, that it, stuff is totally irrelevant. Why, why are you spending so, all this no, time? No, that's, and and that's that we're always in an echo chamber. Like, I've had, you know, like, on my show, I've had Kim Iverson, Abby Martin, that have had right-wingers. Like, the idea that I'm only talking to Mises Caucus yeah. libertarians. Like, no, I'm talking to all sorts of different people. Like, and then you look at the post-libertarian movement, it's the same nine people, like, well, all and, the time. Uh, you so. know, Dave, so, yeah, again, we're talking to Dave Smith earlier about this topic. And, you know, Dave Smith made a very pertinent point is that he's, Dave Smith's audience is vast. Sure. He's reaching more people with his message than you could ever hope to reach with your message, you know, of, uh, you know, you're wasting your day. And, and the average people, not just libertarians, not just Mises, not just libertarians, but average people. Mm-hmm. with his message. Yeah. And yet, you're telling us that we're wasting our time. And, my, so my critiques of Marx, Marx, my critiques of Marx critiques. So, <laughs> Marx. <laughs> a few different, a few different things is, and you guys hit on a couple more already. Again, I agree, his critique to say that you're wasting your time and wasting your life by focusing on something outside of purely making money or making your life better internally and, and solidifying your base is, in my opinion, Contrary to every entrepreneurial effort that people have ever made, to sure. any dreamer, to anybody that's ever had a thought or a thought, to presume that you're going to be wildly monetarily successful before you can go on any other endeavor in your life is right. simply stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get angry. Yeah. Uh, Just watch Shark Tank. But it's true. No one would ever do anything. If you had to be completely financially stable in some existing job... To get the job you want, yeah. you have to be the CEO of your current company to become the CEO of the company you want to run, <laughs> the idea you want to pitch. It's, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Right. And then on top of that, it's also that you know Mark, a lot of what Mark was saying was a, a critique of the way in which the Mises Caucus interacts with people, which I agree. I think that's a, a, a foundational critique that's fine. People can rub people the wrong way. The Mises Caucus, they can be aggressive. They're excited. 
they can be uh, butthurt to yeah. uh, you know. We just tell people very suck easily. Our yeah, but it's like, but they, you know, they've that, also been abused. They very have severely. And they so, have, like, I have, I have miscategorized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you've been beaten down and miscategorized and called a racist and a yeah. Nazi, you're going to respond caustically to things. You're going to get angry. And for better or for worse, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a fair critique, though, to say, like, you're going to piss people off the way you guys respond to criticism. But then the problem is then Mark also responded to criticism of himself from the Mises Caucus, which is what started this whole thing, with responding exactly how he is attacking the Mises Caucus for responding. It's like... Which, once again, just to show that I'm being even-handed, I have sympathy for. I get it. I get it. Some, some, some jerk-off posts a picture of some tweet that he liked, which is so stupid yeah. a thing to post. And yes, it's petty and idiotic. But then, yeah. to go on this, this attack of what people believe and what they're working towards, and uh, the overarching problem I have with this critique is, as you guys said... You can do more than one thing. You can walk and chew bubblegum. You can have a fine... Well, most of us career. can't. Toad can't. But, Toad. you know, like... I just, I just can't walk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he rolls everywhere. To, to presume that you have to solely focus on one thing, like you were saying, Clint, is beyond crazy. We all have a million things going on at all times. It's not just that you are going to focus on the Libertarian Party. It's not just that you're going to focus on your job. And I will say it's a fair critique... When he said, if you don't have money to get to the convention, maybe you should be focusing on other things. I Fine. think that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the caucus, the community, is been built out as something that is self-sustaining. These people are friends with each other. They're, they're, they're trying to grow something together. Yeah. And the are Mises Caucus was, was offering financial they help, too. Thank you. So, yeah. They're right. offering aid. Yeah. So to say that because you're asking for help to get somewhere to put, to forward a movement you think is going to change the world, mm. potentially, and that's the other thing, Mark, he's selling short the potential of the movement. Yes. At least I think, I think that's the, see this through. I think that's the part that hurts me the most. And then let me I let me say I love Mark. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm I yeah, I love you to talk about yeah. I love Mark and I'm not I'm not trying to We all love Mark, Mark except <laughs> for me and his wife. <laughs> I, so I'm not I'm definitely not trying to like make this all about Mark. This is more a broad based But look, um, but look it's, 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 it's about the art at the convention. Yeah. It's at the forefront. I've been asked a million questions yeah. about Mark. It's good we're talking about. Yeah. Um I I think that you know, a perfect example would be like if if you have kids prior to being financially free, I think that's a much graver mistake than having some involvement with a major party. Yeah. major <laughs> shot at Josh Smith. No, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, take it take it however you want, but I'm just saying, like, that's a fact because like you're. That's why Clint and I are waiting until we're financially, <laughs> you know. Well, no, I, and I'm I'm actually taking. Are you guys going to adopt Toad? <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm taking this from personal experience as someone who. Who delayed marriage and delayed uh, fatherhood for the pursuit of financial liberation? He's trying to make this all sound intentional. You know? Right? Yeah. No, right? no, oh, no it is. Clint, it was. Clint, guess who did the exact same Clint, thing? Clint, you ugly. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, I ain't letting you come at me. What a condom I have been very fortunate to have uh, a handful of really incredible women in my life. Many of them were definitely worth marrying, and I. And I continued to delay it. And maybe some of that just comes from having been a product of a broken home and seeing multiple divorces. And I know we've been... One of here. them was Amber Heard, and he's really glad he passed <laughs> on that. But I disagree. I would marry her right now. Uh, I'm just kidding, Ashton. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh, so, anyways, point being that you know, I've, I have done that, and I have delayed 
that part of my life to pursue financial freedom. And it came arguably at a detriment to the to the Dave Smiths of the world who are now arguing that fatherhood should be your priority. And, um, you know, maybe he's right. I don't know. Uh, so I just think that that, <coughs> that that statement is it's just it's just detached from like what many of these guys that are making this argument are existing into this day. Yeah. You know, like I know many of them are not financially free and they are fathers. And it's like, well, then what the fuck? <laughs> well, do you have a bigger question? Like, you know, I love Dave Smith. Uh, we all love Dave. I don't. Guy. No, I'm <laughs> um, but to, to presume to tell anybody what they should prioritize in their own life. I mean, we're, we're libertarians. You're talking individualism. Ron life, Paul. I don't know how to run the world. I don't want to know how to, or whatever. Is exactly. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. How to, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to run the world. I don't want to tell you how to run the world, whatever it might be. But, you know, whatever it might be, your, your interest can be your interest. But to presume to tell people how to live their lives and what they should prioritize is an effort in ego that we should reject. Yeah, I mean. And, I, and we all do it. I do it on my show. Here's what you guys, here's what I think the party should do, here's what I think you guys should do. We all do it. But of course. Let's yeah. not, let's accept the fact that the world and the, the advancements that come from the world is for people doing shit that we don't see coming, that they're going to do on their own. And for us to say that there's one prescribed way to do things is fucking totalitarianism and authoritarianism, and it's what we hate. Yeah. So yeah. let's stop fucking doing it. Well, I, yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I do think it's fine to, I'm drunk. That was going to be a rant. Well, I think it's good to judge people. Don't get me wrong. Right. No, I do think it's... No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's judge 100%. No, I, I, I <laughs> Listen to our new podcast, Judging Toad, by the way. Right, it's no. Be a, no, I, no, I think it's fine to judge people, at least under certain circumstances, for sure. But I think it's also fine to like point it out or tell people if they're doing things that are like destructive or something like that. Like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, I think that's what's weird, though. Is I don't that think that's a totalitarian They're, they're describing thing. our pursuit of the takeover of the LP as destructive. Basically, yes. Yeah, so which I'm is right. fascinating. Right. right. So yeah. That's fascinating. What it's like, this is, this is going to... This is basically... Cutting out the cancer and then and and then criticizing us for sewing up the wound and and I think it's inarguable that if we have a really liberty oriented libertarian party that that won't help the GOP become closer to what they want to sure. see right. and I and I don't understand that perspective where they're like it, the Tho Bishop who I also love he still it seems as if they view it as a zero sum game where it's like and I see it as beneficial on both fronts if the libertarian party is is a real threat of ripping. GOP votes away, then the GOP has to listen exactly. to what we demand. And exactly. is that not exactly what you want? Right. So, like, I, it seems as if we can work together as opposed to being antagonistic. Right. And I don't understand the war footing that they appear to be taking with us, whereas I look at them as allies because yeah, right. I want the GOP to be better, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like if the Libertarian Party can't win a race, its purpose is to actually be a spoiler. Yes. Because the whole point That's is, like, the Libertarians yeah. both of your fucking candidates suck. Mm -hmm. So if you have a candidate that sucks on the war on drugs, but is good on some other stuff, like, hey, we'll vote for you if you, you know, shape up on drugs a little bit. But yeah. if you won't, fuck you. We'll make you lose this yeah, election, exactly. you know? Like, that's you what we lose. should do. Yeah, if you, like, it, yeah. and, and that's like, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day about this, but it was specifically that point that if you have the power of a voting block, but like, here's what you have to do. And this, it kept, you know, it's like local or state races, right? You, not, not necessarily federal, but hopefully federal. But you go, look. Motherfucker, you're going to vote this way yeah. on this bill 
or you lose. Exactly. Period. That is power because people will be like, whoa, you know? We can push through drug reform. We can push through criminal reform. We can push through all sorts of fucking credit and and tax reform. But be like, you're fucking done if you don't. We're asking everything that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's get how you get an important. That's how you get an important <laughs> issue to the yeah. forefront. And, and yeah, let's acknowledge that that's the reason that the GOP is decent today is yeah. because because they have come closer to libertarianism because of Ron Paul because yeah. he espoused everything that we believe in and it was compelling to the GOP base and it has made the GOP base far more libertarian libertarian oriented. They're way more anti-war. They're not nearly as hawkish on drugs. No. Like they are so much better and it's a product of libertarianism infiltrating them. So they that will they'll use this as saying this is an argument for being involved in the GOP. I'm saying you guys have done what you could with what you had, which was an incredible libertarian truth teller like Ron Paul in the GOP that swayed many of the GOP voters to become better. Yeah. Now it's our opportunity to make a dividing line where we go, look, we're going to push we're going to push GOP candidates to be fucking great. Yes. That's what we're going to do. Which, by the way, like, yeah. so in Utah, which I'm still technically uh, living in, I mean, there's Mike Lee, who's good on a lot mm-hmm. of shit. He is good on And that. we're apparently running a libertarian candidate against him. And he just no came sense. out endorsing gun control, the, the oh, libertarian no. candidate. And I blasted him on Twitter. And I was like, what? dude, what? if you're going to be a libertarian running against Mike Lee, you have to be perfect yeah. and be like, Mike, you got to be better on what, war. You got to be, I don't know. I was against it. Dude, I was against it. So my whole point was I was talking to the Utah Libertarian Party and I was like, look, Mike Lee is like as close as you can get to being a libertarian in the GOP. Yeah, we should be like, hey, Mike, can you get a little bit better on war? Like you're pretty good, but can you get a little better yeah. and we'll full on endorse you? Like that's the type of shit we should be doing. Right. Like the Running someone against him, and especially someone who's like, it's just retarded. Did 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 we look away? Did Reed get fucking rough fucked? Look at his hair. What is happening, dude? Did you see my picture with Nick? I I mean, I know Nick Gillespie has like super smooth hair all the time, but I I just look fucking rough. You know, (laughs) I I looked, I looked away, and I looked back at Reed, and he literally looks like a like a sorority prostitute. You have no idea how fast I am. Reed, Reed always looks like that, but it is because he's always just been fucked by one of us. <laughs> it's true. All right, guys. I know we said we're going to do a half an hour. Yeah, it's an hour and a half now. It's, oh, it's like, well, it's almost an hour. It's 8.20. Right. We haven't eaten dinner. It's only been, been an hour? Liquor. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got so much more to say. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I, no, I would... Fuck the post-libertarians now. I would happily go on another hour. This is a a fucking blast. We probably should stop and eat food. I've actually, I've already talked. I've already already DM'd with Mark. I'm going to have him on soon and talk about some of this stuff. So, All right. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. So I still love you, Mark. Let's hear it. Look, do I have to say it too? No, we all, look, it's not, (laughs) this is not an attack on Mark. But the thing is, look, if... He did a whole <laughs> fucking episode on this shit on this goddamn Podrat Network. We're on. I mean, yeah, I, it has I, to I be would address, and I, I have feel not like done it until now. But I, I, I have to do it, and I feel like it's a good form to do it. And you know, I would feel like I would be lying if I didn't bring it up because I'm on Lions of Liberty. Like, hey, got to talk about it. Because, and I obviously I wouldn't bring it up if I didn't respect Mark. So like, and I feel I feel like he's probably doing it for the same same reason and for the same argumentation he had that he's doing it because he loves us. Well. I am giving a rejoinder because I love him. Exactly. So. 
Wait, this isn't Electric Liberty Land anymore. What's it called? It's now called Mean Age Daydream. That's so gay. But... You're fucking gay! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, cumtomes.com, lines of liberty. Uh... Now, I... look, fuckers. Yeah. Electric Liberty Land is a great name. It's a great brand. It's a fun show. I the first time Clint and I were on it, you were fucking hammered out of your mind. That was that didn't wow. even air. That was only for people behind. It was based. It was based. Good reason. Yeah, to- totally different from this time. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> Come on. I, I think this. I don't know. I'm sober here, and I think this is a coherent episode. No, Come on, you've had good. at least three waters, Toad. Yeah, yeah. Give this, us, give us your diarrhea story. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah, diarrhea. And, sure. and, and so this one uh, is maybe not as interesting as Brian's, but I think it did have. Serious ramifications. So this happened yesterday. Is that a literal term? Ram like somebody rammed? Yeah, they rammed my asshole. Ramifications. Diarrhea. That's why this. Yeah, that's why this whole thing happened. No. So yesterday, it's really. What Wait, this was yesterday. Yeah, this was yesterday. So I don't know how it happened, but somebody came diarrhea into my ass. <laughs> no, so, so what might Jesus what might have really happened is that maybe one of our uh, opponents in the party or something slipped me something into one of those meals. It was me. I fully admit <laughs> oh, it. Oh, shit. Well, so <laughs> yesterday yesterday was day one of the actual convention where we're actually starting to vote on things. The lost day, we'll call it, because yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened like, until... We voted on voting to vote to vote. To, yes, to vote, and yeah. then on counting the votes. Yes, so. but this affected... This the suspension of the rules to vote yeah, to vote. Yeah, but yeah. this was related to yeah. like the one huge thing that happened that I think set the course in motion for everything. So yesterday we had like a breakfast in the morning uh, with Tom Woods speaking, like a breakfast buffet. So I went to that and it was all this shitty like egg beater shit and, you know, the typical buffet food. All right. I don't know if that's what did it. Or then there was a lunch. I felt fine up through lunch, went to the lunch with Scott Horton speaking. And it was like this Italian spread. And I was like, well, I am Italian. So I'm going to kind of go all out with this. I'm going to have some of everything that they have here. Fucking salad, no, I feel like there's mul- multiple different pastas, <laughs> chicken, all this different shit. And then I'm gonna get all the different desserts that they have: tiramisu, cheesecake, cannoli. I gotta have all uh, this shit. I'm pretty sure I figured out where the diarrhea arose. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It must have been from I, someone I, I, slipping him something. Yeah. Why, why you look like an orb? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it could have been the breakfast, or it could have been the eight desserts I had for lunch. <laughs> I don't know which. So but I didn't know which was best, so I had them all again. Well, so then, so what the fuck? So anyway, my stomach was full, I so I just started jamming them up my asshole. You know, like Bear Gross does to hydrate. It's all of water. a sudden I'm shitting full cannolis. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, I started falling out my ass. No. Um, so then, yeah, like... We get back out to the convention floor. It's a little bit after that launch. I hate. I, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I, I oh, really shit. hope that somehow this takes a fucking left turn. We don't see, and you're like, so I'm fucking this chick. <laughs> I guarantee you that will not happen. <laughs> it was a dude. No, I'm out on the convention Based. floor, and we're and finally we're about to come up with like the biggest vote that we have of the day, which is a vote uh, where we're going to change what the agenda is. Oh, I thought it was the vote to go to lunch, the biggest one (laughs) of the day. (laughs) That was bullshit, though. That that, that even came up, yeah, that we had to vote on that. But no, this was the one actual (laughs) serious vote where we wanted to vote in the Mises Caucus agenda change that would change the agenda. Which is the gay agenda, if anyone's yeah. wondering. But, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is why we're fascists and Jason. Basically to, basically to speed up the process, to front load the nominating, the uh, voting for the chair, all this shit like that. Like, basically, 
I think if we don't get this agenda through, I think we might be fucked. I don't know. But we, we really need to get this agenda through. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, shit, we got to vote on this. Shit is, like, taking forever. And I'm about to, like, blow my asshole <laughs> right there, like, in the middle of the convention floor. Which, which would have done wonders, by the way, for the Libertarian Party's image. It would have. Yeah. Bro, you would have fit right in. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. That naked guy used to run around. You yeah. could be, like, shitting on him. Yeah, yeah, I'm alive to you. Yeah. I'll forever. Shit guy. Hey, hey, I hope shitting guy comes to convention this year. I'll, I'll forever be, yeah, the shitting guy. <laughs> you remember that dude on the mic who just shit himself? Yeah. <laughs> I would have hoped if you weren't talking to Mike, you would have put it to your butthole. <laughs> it's like, this is happening. So, well, boy, uh, person yeah, approval. instead of it's happening, waving happening. your arms. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening! <laughs> he's, he's on the mic and he's like, someone poisoned me. I had, I had eight desserts at lunch, but someone poisoned me to keep my boat from happening. Nick Sarek made the cheese curry. It's somebody else's fault. I don't know what it caused us. So what happened was... I was able to, yeah, not shit my pants up until I was able to actually cast the vote. Oh I, yeah, I was able to cast the vote. I think it was a hand-raising vote, whatever. And I'm like, I have my hand raised, and I'm basically, like, running, like, out of there <laughs> as I'm voting. I'm like, yeah, there we go. It, I got my vote in. It's a, uh, you know, I think it's a yes. Or, or did they count? Maybe it was a count. They counted them. I don't fucking know. We Definitely did, like, doesn't matter. Know, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no. This was, I think this was the one uh, that changed the whole thing where Whitney, who was chairing at the time, first eyeballed the thing and said, no, nah, I don't see it. Because we needed a two-thirds majority I, on this vote to actually win. I understand your point. I'm saying it doesn't matter the story. Here's the <laughs> autism that comes fuck. out. We, nobody gives a fuck about this. Well, this has nothing to do with the story. No, no, so, they, no, so, they, no so then we had to do a standing count. So, then I'm so anyway, standing. here was the vote, guys. So, so where did, exactly when did you shit all over everyone? I'm about to blow my asshole out, whatever. I get the vote, and basically, as I'm running out, to, 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 yeah, to go Please get the bathroom. Please tell me you pooped. On the way. No, 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 no. Oh, just I, pretend. I made it to the bathroom. Oh. Just in time. How is this even a story? <laughs> you made it to the bathroom and no, shit I'm in the toilet? Yeah, That's your diarrhea what story? Makes it a story? What makes it a story? Because this vote set the whole thing in motion, and that vote won by one vote. Oh, oh, did it? Wow. Yeah, a single vote. Okay, that's so, And it was because right, so, I was able to hold my ass. So your willingness, <laughs> okay. your willingness to hold in your shit saved, so, so saved the Libertarian Party. So, yeah, it, exactly. it, it saved we the would, takeover. The takeover would have been kaput without Toad. Without, without, a without Toad's asshole <laughs> control. Exactly. So, so you have me and my fortitude to thank for this Toad's game. asshole saved the Libertarian Party. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a pretty, that's a pretty fucking... That's a, that's a high claim to fame yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like... 20 years from now, when the United States gets, you know, turned around and becomes a libertarian nation, we can all thank Toad's asshole. <laughs> That's right. It That's all would have been impossible. Perfect way to end Just think about the monument. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, your wonderful uh, insights. Clint, Clint Russell, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter, just broke 41,000. Get on board, you pussies. Hey uh, and Liberty Lockdown on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere else. Just search Liberty Lockdown. Follow me. The show is fucking doing great, and I really appreciate all the support I've received. If you want to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Thank you. I am the only Reed Coverdale and the only naturalist capitalist out there. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit. And then my show you can follow on YouTube, uh, Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that happy horse shit. Uh, probably won't be – I don't know when this airs, but I'm not going to be doing it's, too it's many this shows. This Wednesday next week. Okay, Wednesday. so I'm not going to be doing too many shows because I'm moving to New Hampshire, but – I've had Abby Martin, Ron Paul, Dan McAdams, 
uh, all sorts of people, so go check it out. You'll Dave Smith, it. you may have heard. Dave Smith. <laughs> Never heard of him. Uh, I'm Toad, at Anarcho underscore Toad on Twitter, because I got my account back. Probably thanks to Elon Musk or something like that. Based. Uh, I do the Tower Power Hour podcast. Never uh, heard of it. Every Wednesday, yeah, with these two Super motherfuckers, gay. these degenerates here, and a couple other guys, and we rotate in and out, basically, of each other's assholes. Mm. Wait, what's this rotating out? I just... <laughs> I've only ever rotated in. Um, and upcoming on the show, we're going to have a June uh, conspiracy theory month, so that's coming up. Starting with the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's starting with Crip Daddy, crippled comedian, the legend, uh, this Wednesday. God, I love him so I, much. I don't know what conspiracy he chose for us, though. Doesn't so, matter. Yeah. Uh, It'll be awesome. I, I want to also give a shout-out to our guys that aren't here. Cole, he does two and a half takes, yeah. uh, and then uh, Jose does No Way Jose, <laughs> to and then Top Lobster does TopLobster.com if you want to pick up any merch for Tower Gang or any of our shows. Go to Top yeah. And Josh Smith is vice chair now. How about that? Yeah. Hey, shout out to Josh. I waited for Top Lobster to finally give me uh, you know, his classic illustrations. So disappointed. Top Lobster, be better. Be better. <laughs> oh, wow. I endorse this message even though I don't know what it looked like. But as long as you're telling me, I can't be better. Really remember. That's just the Mark Flair message. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that's it. Uh, thank I'll you just, for having us, brother. Wrap up. Yeah, thank you, all yeah, guys. Thank this, you, man. This was fun as shit. Oh, we yeah. are drunk as fuck. Yeah, yeah it's and We have to go get dinner. Um, and everything's hit. closed. <laughs>